This is episode 37 of Outlander Cast with Mary and Blake. People disappear all the time. Most are found, eventually. Disappearances, after all, have explanations. Usually. with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. We are so Everyone, I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And Rhea Yarbrough has literally saved my sanity. <laughs> literally. Not only just once, by now at least 2,000 times, at least. <laughs> and why is that? Because anytime that Rhea Yarbrough sings, my daughter decides that she no longer wants to cry. It's and it, it's like magic. It's, it's like crack for my daughter. <laughs> We were we were actually on a vacation, uh, actually before we, we before we record this. Yeah, uh, we, and we we've just been in the got car home. for five hours, guys. And, <laughs> and the first thing we we're doing is we're like, let's go in the studio and do this. So we just got home about an hour ago, and we listened to the extended version of the Skyboat song. Oh, I don't know, thirty, thirty, maybe thirty-five times in that five-hour span. Because my daughter <laughs> would wake up; she didn't nap the entire way. She's now eight months. It has been eight months since. The finale of season one, by the way, because for those of you who don't know, Felicity was born on the season finale of Outlander. <laughs> and that is why I think she is calmed by this song. It was probably one of the first songs she heard outside of the womb. Right. As crazy as that is, <laughs> it's honest to God the truth. Like I gave birth at one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and then later that night we watched the Outlander finale and uh, she and definitely that that. she heard the song a couple she, of times. She was the first born <laughs> youngest Outlander fan there is. I, I would say so. Who knows? Who knows? But nonetheless, <laughs> Rhea, and we told Rhea this, that she has saved our sanity. Oh, yeah. You know, babies, they like certain songs. I mean, all of you who have children can say, oh, yeah, this this would make my child hopefully stop crying. Mm-hmm. It is the Skyboat song for Felicity. Yeah, and, and for those who are curious, Reese, our son Godzilla, he did have a song and soundtrack that he would calm down to, and that was actually the soundtrack to the movie Up, as composed by Michael Giacchino. So, yeah, we're just big Soundtrack nerds. We'll put it that way. I, I guess so, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Which is exactly why we are so excited to give you this interview with the voice of the Skyboat song and many other songs on the Outlander soundtrack. And you're going to learn a lot of really cool things uh, what about Rhea Yarbrough and what she has to say, and in particular what she defines her voice as for the character of Claire. So be sure to be on the lookout for that, and in, in particular also what the significance of the Skyboat song is to her specifically. I think that was very important uh, as well. And it's not just us and our baby Felicity. No, not <laughs> n- <laughs> at all. I mean, well, I mean, we, oh, come on, let's, let's admit it now. It's probably the main thing, obviously. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure Rhea would agree with that. Well, as we get into our interview, first we wanted to remind you and let you know that this episode of Outlander Cast is presented by the Tag Your It Etsy shop. From Outlander-inspired necklaces and rings to custom designs for birthdays or any occasion, every piece is created by Dawn one letter at a time and is one of a kind. So please, please, please take the time time to visit Dawn at www.tagyourit.biz. That is B-I-Z. Don't forget to tell her that me and Blake, Mary and Blake, <laughs> sent you and use the coupon code OUTLANDERCAST15 for 15% off of your purchase. As always, tag your mama, tag your pet, tag your it, whatever it is.
Joining us today is Rhea Yarbrough, an actress, musician, and vocalist who's been featured on numerous soundtracks throughout television, including Defiance, Europa Report, Da Vinci's Demons, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Walking Dead, and Battlestar Galactica. But we all know her as the beautiful and sultry voice behind the likes of the Skyboat song, Dance of the Druids, The Summoning, and many other songs on the Outlander soundtrack. Rhea, thank you so much for joining us here on Outlander Cast today. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. Anything, uh, anything to support or indulge in Outlander mm-hmm. is my pleasure. I wanted to know, had you been a fan of the books prior to your involvement? Um, to be completely honest, I actually was not into the books before the show, but uh, it, it's funny. I have one of my best friends uh, is really into the books, and she knew about them before I ever did. And um, when Bear uh, first found out that he was going to be writing the music for the show and that we were both going to be involved with it, um, I just kind of mentioned it to her one day. I was like, hey, yeah, we're going to be working on the, the TV show for Outlander. And she pretty much just exploded. She pretty much just was like, oh, my God, <laughs> And it was so cool. And I was like, oh, okay, wow, this is, this is a big deal. Um, and she, she, she hits us to a lot of stuff we, we didn't know. So, um, yeah, I, I'm happy to be a part of it now because, uh, I mean, mostly because the, the entire world of Outlander, and, and when I say the world, I mean all the people who are involved and who love it, um, are, are such a warm clan of people, you know? Everyone I've met who is a fan of Outlander, um, you know, kind of feels very familial very quickly. So for those who don't know, um, obviously Bam McCreary does the, he does the soundtrack work for the show. He's the composer, but for those who don't know, what is your relationship with him? <laughs> uh, my relationship with him? <laughs> rated, on, rated on a scale of one to 10. Um, <laughs> we all know that's a 10. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there is this, this guy that I met in college and uh, he kept hiring me for stuff. Um, and then I was like, well, you know, we're working together so much. Let's just get married. <laughs> actually, that, that's not, that's not really how it happened. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not actually the story, but, um, yes, there, there is my, my better and sometimes middle of road half. <laughs> and, um, he'd say the same about me, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah. And we, we even made a person together. Wow! Look at you, amazing mm-hmm. being being a mom. Yeah. Um, I I do want to know. Yeah. Obviously, since he started the work on the show, and I, and, and I imagine you came along with that with that work. How did the idea of performing uh, for the show come about between you two? Was that something that was like, oh, I need, I have to have Raya do this. Like this is perfect for her, or was it something that you said, I need to be a part of this? Um. Well, let's see. I was sort of, you know, I'm not a part of every show he works on because. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, a few other a few other things that he scores, and I'm I'm not guaranteed to be the singer on anything. Um, but I'm trying to remember. Actually, it's it's a little bit foggy because at the time I sang the theme to Outlander, I was eight months pregnant. So I was, you know, you know how you're 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 just in a different world at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I couldn't even stand while I was a while I was recording the theme song. I had to sit down. Um, and so I always, I say it's a duet, me and me and my daughter saying it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm trying to remember how it came about because it wasn't always going to be that song. Um, well, however it came about, it was agreed upon that, that the Skyboat song was going to be the one. And it happened to be that I know that song already because, uh, when I was a little girl, I was in a little kid choir. And we sang that song. We were, I was probably eight years old or something like that. And me and a bunch of my little girlfriends went to children's choir and we sang a version of the Sky Boat song. And ever since then, I'm still in touch with these same kids. And this song has been a huge part of our, you know, friendship mythology for all these years. Whenever we get together, we always sing this song just because we still remember the harmony and, you know, it's, it's, it was a big bonding moment for all of us when we were tiny little people and now we're all adults and we still sing the song. So 
when I was called upon to sing it for uh, the Outlander scene, it was uh, it was kind of a cool, um, kind of a cool cyclical moment. Um, just coming back to the song that has meant so much to me over my life, and now I get to sing it for this 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 cool epic story, you know, and to um, to have the song fleshed out in in such a lush and um, emotional way. Um, it's funny that it, it means a lot to me personally, uh, separate from Outlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was happy to do it when when he asked me to sing that song. It was kind of a no brainer. It's like I don't even need to look at the lyrics. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I already know it. Um, so yeah, me and me and Sonatine sang it together. I don't know if um, it's it's really you got to you got to not only sing it. Of course, you had to change a couple of the lyrics, mm-hmm. but you got to sing it for the first yeah, half yeah. of the season. And then you got yeah. to sing it differently for the second half of the season. How did you make this different? You know, what went through your mind? Of course, this was a familiar song for you. And that just makes it so much cooler. My gosh. But of course, you said, you know, you sing it with your friends, with harmonies. So how did you actually dive into this this version? And how did you decide, you know, along with Bear, OK, these this is... This is how I want it to be sung. You know, what, what were you pulling from, especially, you know, when you did make those little changes for the extended version? Um, I just want to know more about your thought process because it was such a familiar song for you that it must have been really neat for you to be able to say, wow, we get to create, create, you know, recording of this and it's such a special song for you. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the Skyboat song has kind of gotten, <laughs> kind of gotten heavier for me all through my life. Not, not in a bad way, but in a more, um, more, more emotionally dense way. Um, It's funny how there will be a piece of music that you learn at a young age and all your life you have it with you and it it becomes magnetic. It starts attracting other meanings and other angles and you start understanding it in different ways the longer you live with it. Um, So there's actually a lot I'm pulling from when I perform that song. Um, you know, my, my first impression was, oh, it's a pretty melody. It's very, it's very sing-songy. It's very, it feels good to sing it. You know, melodic, la da 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 It is a certain world. It's just really, it's a pleasure to sing it. Um, but then, uh, when you move beyond that, when you, when I, I shouldn't say you, when, when I got older and especially I saw some of the series before I sang it. I mean, it wasn't completely done, but I was able to see like, I think, I think I forget what they had at that point, but um, I think I was able to see some of the performance of Claire, um, like in teeny, teeny little snippets or something. So I sort of understood the feeling of the show and the, um, the tone that the actress was taking. Um, and also at that point I knew the story. Her entire life has fallen away behind her, and she's in an environment that she's completely unaccustomed to. She doesn't know if she's safe. She doesn't know if she's going to die there immediately. She really wants to go home, but then she finds other things that are compelling where she is. And then there's love, and then there's lost love, and there's fear, and there's hate, and there's and there's protectiveness, and there's the uh, there's the identity of. Um, of womanhood, how that changes between the 1940s and I forget exactly what year um, she goes back to. Do you remember the exact year? 1743. I got that right off the top of my yeah. head. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I knew you were going to know. <laughs> um, so, but the identity of what it is to be a woman in, in, in both of those times. Um, so she's dealing with, you know, the character is dealing with, with loss and also rediscovery of the self and identity as a woman, identity as a human, um, identity as a wife, identity as a lover, um, identity as an ex-wife, you know, perhaps, um, identity as someone who is devoted to their husband, identity as someone who is perhaps betraying their husband. There's a lot of complexity in there and a lot of self-discovery. Um, and I, I wanted to communicate a feeling of, um, of her solitude, trying to find solace in herself, but also the sensation that she's on shaking ground, shaky ground at all times. Um, so all of that was going into um, the way I tried to deliver the song. You know, she asked this question as she's singing about 
you know, sing me a song of someone who has, has traveled, someone who's gone, someone who's here. It's a big question mark. Um, is this person me? You know, like, am, am I, <laughs> am I the antagonist? Am I the protagonist to myself? You know, like those kinds of questions. You talked about how much it meant to you to sing the song uh, and to perform it. Yeah. Uh, and I will. Well, there was another, there's another level for me, actually, which, which I, which I pulled in. Um, I had a friend in high school, a very, very good friend who, um, unfortunately passed on, uh, just a few years ago. And he was, you know, in my, my core group of high school and post high school, and, you know, early twenties friends, you know, the people who are, you know, family you choose for yourself, you know, um, and he passed and it left a big hole in, um, in all of our hearts and his name was Sky. So I, part of the song for me personally was my remembrance and my sort of continual search for him. Wow. Well, I was, I was going to say something about, about my family when you, when you were talking about Mm -hmm. it, my, my daughter who is six months old absolutely adores your voice. So whenever she's crying, I put on the extended version of the Skyboat song and immediately like within a millisecond, she stops crying and pays attention to everything that you say. So I wanted to let you know how important that song is to us as well, because you basically saved my sanity. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, I, you know, I wish that worked on my baby. <laughs> but, yeah. It, it was it was a happy accident, to... and I was very proud. I was very happy to discover that accident. Oh, that's so good. You know, I used to sing that song, though, when she was littler, like when she was, I guess, maybe pre-walking. You know, that changes their brain. They start walking and suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I don't have to do anything you say. You know? yep. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, a, I'm an adult now. Um, but when she was just a little bit smaller, like maybe when she was 11 months or maybe just maybe when she was just over one, I could still kind of rock her and hold her on my chest and hum the song to her and she she liked it she hmm. liked it a lot but now i try to sing it to her she's like yeah i've heard that before <laughs> <laughs> all, all right lady shut up <laughs> all, I want. all i want is twinkle twinkle but when she hears me on a record or on tv she's kind of like hey that's mom oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's mama so t- talk about working with Bear uh, on the soundtrack. What is what is that back and forth like between you guys? Uh, how, how does it happen? Do you do you contribute uh, artistically to the, to the work that he creates and, and vice versa? Obviously. Uh, how is it? It depends on how early in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes it was kind of funny on the day when I don't, maybe I shouldn't tell you this. I'll tell you anyway. Um, on the day when I was supposed to record the extended version of the Sky Boat song. Um, you know, basically Barry just told me, Hey, I need you to come sing something this morning. It's like, Oh, all right, sure, sure, sure. So I'll go outside. I'm kind of, I feel like I, I don't, I think I still had like my, um, my, uh, uh, what you call it? Um, I have no words now. Uh, you know, like my, my slippers on or something like that. Um, and so, you know, I went over to the studio and, um, he said, yeah, so I need you to sing the whole long version of the Skyboat song. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, you know, really? It's 9 in the morning. Really? This is when you need me to come in and sing this very, very important recording. But um, it ended up being good, because I, I think with art and with performance, sometimes if you have too much time to prep and psych yourself out, then you don't, you don't get as, as raw a performance as you would like to have, you know? So, uh, you know, I just had to kind of jump back into that skin, and come back to that same emotional place, and um, you know, which 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 really did come pretty easily, and uh, and it was fun to to rediscover it. And I feel like the take we got was very uh, ended up being very emotionally honest. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't I don't think I just answered the question that you told me. Oh yeah, you were asking me about um, working with there. How was it to work with them? Um, well, I mean, at this point, we have a lot of shorthand with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I understand, um, you know, he, we, we kind of understand how to communicate. Like if he wants a different tone quality from me, I, I will explore different tones. Like I'll explore a thinner tone or a more airy tone, you know, something that sounds thinner or something that sounds more brushy 
Oh, if I'm singing, well, I prefer to sing well. I think it sounds richer. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, you know, lots of times he wants me to just hold very, very long notes, and it's like I'm not a flute, I'm not a violin, but um, I, he gets performances out of me, honestly, that um, very other, very few other people can, just because he demands it, and you know, he's very demanding. <laughs> um, he is. He's very demanding. He he requires you know, 120% from everyone um, with whom he works. Um, and I think that's why he gets it, honestly. You know, if you're not afraid to ask people to do more than they think they're capable of, um, then usually people do more than they think they're capable of. Um, and he's gotten some miraculous performances out of me simply by asking me to do it. Simply by, you know, I do, I'll do a tape that I think is wonderful. And I'll say, that's great. Okay, good. We're on the right track now. Let's do another one. <laughs> on the right track. That was it. He's like, oh, I'm idiot. Um, and then I, you know, I get very frustrated and do a couple bad takes because I'm mad. And then, um, and then I'll get over it and do a better take than I did before. So it's sort of like that. He, he's, he's quite, quite the taskmaster, but at the end of the day, it's good. And it's definitely, uh, definitely thick as my skin. <laughs> What other projects have you two worked on, and can you describe the differences between them? Oh, I don't even know. There's been so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, going back to... Pick your top two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll top two. Um, I mean, like I said, we knew each other in college, and um, and he was working on, you know, art films and student films in college, and he would call me to sing on both, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, he's had me sing in about a million different languages, uh, on Battlestar Galactica alone, I think I sang in eight different languages, something wow. like that. Um, which, which ones do, do you back, remember that stand out to you? Uh, which ones stand out? Um, you know, probably the one I sang in Armenian actually, wow. because the text was really beautiful. Um, it was a great union of text and melody on that one. I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, I, I can remember the melody. I'm not looking at the words right now. It's been a long time. That was nice. Um, it's a really nice piece. Um, <laughs> I forgot the title of it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I sung it. That was probably one of my favorites from Battlestar for sure. Um, I ended up singing in, in Gaelic, not Gaelic, um, which I have since learned are two different things. That's tough. That's a tough one because there's a lot of pronunciation, which is unexpected for people who haven't been exposed to that all that much. Um, but it was fun. It was really fun. Um, and I got to, I've gotten to do that again on Outlander. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which was very fun. But I think that's my mom's favorite one, actually. I think the uh, the, um, the that spiritual dance around the stone. Yeah, I was just going to ask about also, that. Oh yeah, huh? So I was just going to ask about that. Like, how did you how did you learn the the, the words to that song? Like, how how did that all go down? <clears throat> well, um, at this point, I'm just kind of ready for whatever bear throws at me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, today we're doing Swahili. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um. But there's a, well, we, we have people who speak the language who will, uh, I mean, essentially coach me on the correct way of pronouncing it so that everything is legit. Um, because, you know, whatever language I want to speak, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm asked to, to, to sing in, I want to honor that language effectively. I want to honor that language and honor that culture and make sure that I, I do a good job, you know, both portraying the intent of the song and also the proper sound of the language. Um, when you're singing, you're always going to end up altering some vowels because you end up holding longer notes or it's in a, a particular place in your register and you have to make the note more thin or more fat or more airy or something just to get the tone across. Um, so that's a consideration. No matter what language you're speaking, you're going you're gonna to alter it some way it sounds as a spoken language. It's always going to be different. Uh, 
but usually I'll go, I'll, you know, I'll go into the studio and the music is there and the lyrics are there and I'll listen to, you know, either someone will be there who is, is, a, is a native speaker of the language and, and will talk about pronunciation or they might uh, send a recording of someone speaking the text and I'll just, you know, go over the music with a red pen and sometimes write things out phonetically um, just to make sure that I get it right. Uh, what's, what's even more important to me, I mean, pronouncing things is very important, but what's more important is that I actually know what the meaning of the song is so that I can communicate that. Because, I mean, intention, intention is the main thing, you know? Intention comes to with the way you use your voice, you know? The literal expression is, is what comes through when you pronounce the words, but the intention, that's what comes from your heart, and that's what really gets over to people. You know, and I feel like that's my main job, really, is to is to communicate the story emotionally. Could you tell me what the what the recording process is like? You know, when when you go in there and you, you, you okay, what do you do? How do you start the day? What do you do for warm ups? Like, what's a day in the life of Ray Yarbrough in the studio? Oh boy, um, well, it depends on what time of day I'm going in. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's a few different studios that that we work in. I mean, if it's Sometimes we'll do the home studio, and sometimes there's other studios kind of around Los Angeles. It sort of depends on uh, what needs to be recorded. You know, um, you know, if Bear himself is recording, you know, accordion or any of the instruments he plays, he'll be at his studio, um, and I will be at a different one. Um, or if we're recording, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, like Eric Riggler, who's who does the um, the bagpipes, that will not be at home. That will be in a different studio. Um, so it kind of depends on what's, what's needed. And, uh, usually I do not record in the mornings because it's really brutal to try to get, you know, super clear tones in the morning. It's like, you know, singers are like anyone else. You have to wake up and be creaky and cough up a Smurf and then <laughs> you're okay. You know, I mean, maybe not a Smurf, maybe, a, you know, maybe just kind of sound like a smoker for a while, even, even when you're not. Um, you know, mornings, mornings rough. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a living alarm block now, who gives mm-hmm. me up six anyway. Um, so yeah, generally I don't sing in the mornings. Usually I say, you know, anytime after like ten is going to be fine. Uh, my voice will be awake enough. I uh, think in the evenings is the best. When there's an evening session, that's just the best. That usually goes goes well because you know I've been using my voice all day. Um, if I get it, I don't always get the chance to warm up, to be honest. It kind of depends on what's being asked of me. If it's going to be something that's very demanding, then I I will do, you know, singer warm-up. But I, I don't think I do anything that's out of the ordinary for, for a professional singer. Pretty normal. Um, I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make this an interesting story for you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, just know that I'm, for I'm any, not, yeah, anyone who isn't a singer, th- this, this is, is all new, fascinating. Yeah, this is very new to people. Oh, okay. So don't, don't okay, you worry. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just like, well, I parked the car and then I walked to the studio and I opened the door. And, um, so yeah, so generally there's like a folder of music and the folder will say the title of the episode and I open up the folder. And uh, each cue, that's what a piece of music is called. That's going to be on a TV show or a film. It's called a cue. And uh, it will have a name such as, um, uh, you know, Claire and Jamie make out. You know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a cue. I don't think that was really the name of a cue. But, <laughs> that would have been uh, a great one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could have been. Oh, Barry gets super creative, which is with his names of cues. <laughs> Those are things that. The, the only people who ever see them are the engineers and like the director, you know, and, you know, no one and the musicians, but no one else sees the names of the cues. So there's, there's a lot of stuff I can't repeat, that, <laughs> you know, end up as, end up as names of cues. Um, you should ask him when you talk to him again, you should ask him about some names of cues or maybe I'll find some and, and let you know. Um, but anyway, so, okay, let's say that I'm there to sing Jamie and Claire make out. And, um, so yeah, I open it and, uh, I don't know what I'm going to see. I look and there's all the little black dots. There they are. And there's, there's, uh, the lyrics. Sometimes there's lyrics and sometimes I'm doing things that are a little bit more instrumental, like I'm doing oohs and ahs or something like that. Um, things that are textural that kind of add a sense of, add an ethereal quality 
you know, I, I think of my, my character in the show is that I am, I, I'm the essence of the magic that moves Claire where she goes. Maybe, maybe that's grandiose of myself, but that's kind of what I think. Um, cause I feel like I was, I was voicing the, the essence of the, uh, the magic with the stone and, um, you know, and kind of the her consciousness of of where she is, her her love, her fear, her wherever. Um, you need to add that to your IMDb. Was... <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I am ethereal outlander chick, um, <laughs> or or whatever I just said a second ago. Um, so yeah, sometimes I am I'm doing I'm being textural, and that <laughs> that can be either very easy or very hard. Because sometimes it means that um, it's like there'll be, um, I don't know, an, an eight-bar phrase or something like that. And I have to hold one note through all those eight bars. And if the tempo is up here, you know, it's like... And then, like, you know, I don't really go... Um, and then, like, I don't know, the, the whole band kicks in, you know, or something like that. You know, it's like... There's a long crescendo. And if, if, if the tempo is, can you hear me snapping? If the tempo is up <laughs> here, that's okay. But sometimes it's here. And then I just have to take a really big breath um, and hold a note for an incredibly long time. And sometimes Bear will do something cute like, so I need you to hold this very high note for a very long time, but make it breathy. <laughs> um, and when it's breathy, that means you're expelling more air. So you have to take more in. It's uh, I don't know if any of this is making sense, but this is just no. It does. He's asking you to, you to do about. yeah, some some difficult. <laughs> he's asking you to do some incredibly difficult things. Yeah. Yes. Um. But, but I mean, it, it sounds good. I mean, the overall effect at the end mm-hmm. is you know is, is just a, a tapestry of of story within the music, and it, it sounds really good. You just have to work very hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know. Sometimes it's, it's uh, like I said, background anything. Um, other times, if it's an actual song, like if it's um, if it's a melody from Bear that we have added lyrics, well, not we, that, that Bear has, has put lyrics to, or um, if it's a traditional melody that, um, that Bear has arranged specifically for the show, um, then, you know, I, I just have to learn it on the spot. I just have to read it off the page. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's a traditional melody, chances are it'll be in 4-4 four, four or 3-4, which is easy to read. But then when you're in Bear McCreary land, <laughs> other things happen. Like, it's like, oh, look, a bar of 7-8. Why? <laughs> we're in Bear McCreary land. That's why. <laughs> because, because he keeps things interesting. Um, so you, you really do have to keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> I mean, it's it sound like being in the studio is like, with him is like so difficult and intense. It's really not. It's just um, it's uh, it's it's never dull. It's always interesting, you know. Um, but I mean, I think between the two of us, we like to keep it interesting. We like to we like to give a taste of the familiar, as in traditional. But also, you know, this is not a traditional story. Mm-hmm. This is a very intricate. Um, you know, time travel story. There's there's magic and there's intrigue and there's and there's um, there's sex and death. You know, and uh, you know, sex and death sometimes requires a bar of seven eight. <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting how you're talking about how together you push your instru- instrument. People often forget that the voice is an instrument. And, you know, sometimes people yeah. will say, oh, wow, they, they played the violin in a different way than I've ever seen before. Or maybe they, you know, mm-hmm. did, did some different techniques on their trumpet, whatever. And it just sounds like you're able to work together to create different um just different things that you haven't necessarily done with your own voice with your own instrument and it's really it's exciting to hear because your voice is in your body the entire time so um mm-hmm. it doesn't it it sounds it sounds like a really cool process i think that that's really <laughs> neat that you and your husband get to do that together yeah it is it's a thing that i think a lot of couples don't don't usually hang out and do <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. podcast together that's what Blake and i get to do so yeah, yeah very different yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. That's fantastic. That's that is fantastic. We call um, it our date night. Oh, it's funny, there was 
there was one night, uh, well, exactly. There was one night, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, and we hadn't had a date night in forever. Um, and we had, I think we had a recording, it was like a Saturday night or something, and we had to do a session. And so the, the sitter came over for the little one, and then we left. And I was like, hey, this is the first time we've been out alone in weeks. I was like, is this a date? Are we on a date right now? <laughs> and so we kind of had a, a recording session date. And, you know, I think we went out to dinner afterwards to try to make it festive. <laughs> <laughs> so changing gears a little bit, I wanted to know what your response has been to the overwhelming support of the soundtracks lately. Some people are calling it one of the best television scores they have ever heard. And you, my friend, mm. are a huge part of that. Aw. Um, well, I agree. I think it is one of the best television shows I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, the the Outlander support has been just unfathomable. It, it's been it's been more than I ever expected. Um, I don't think I can. I don't think I can express my appreciation enough. Actually. Um, it was so evident when I did a show in uh, a couple months ago. It was the first show I'd done since having a baby, and I just needed to get up on stage and uh, and just sing, you know, sing my own music and just do my own thing and, and perform. Um, and I only found out about, I guess, just a few days before the show that there was a huge Outlander contingent that was coming out to see me. Um, and it wasn't, you know, an official Outlander event. It was just, it was just me, you know, performing with my band. Um, and I was really, really touched that people who are fans of the show would, would care to see me do something that, that actually didn't have that much to do with the show. It was just me singing. Um, and I was, I was moved and, and, and so grateful and so enthused. You know, it was just, it was a rowdy crowd. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just a... Uh, I think um, I think half of the club was entirely Outlander fans who just came out to have a good time, um, and they were so supportive, and they were, uh, you know, and, and they were they were raucous and they were involved, and uh, and they were moved. And when I when I sang a, a, a ballad, you could hear a pin drop, you know. Um, and then I got to hang out with them afterwards, and it was just—it was just lovely. Oh wow! Um, and that—that that doesn't happen with with all sorts of with all sorts of shows and all sorts of I, I guess fandom. Um, I don't know. I feel like calling it a fandom is reductive. Um, <laughs> clans, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clans and friendships. Um, yeah, you know, you know, um, uh, families who are who have a a similar uh, interest. And, um, you know, and even even now, like, people will sometimes tweet at me and say that they're listening to my record in the car. And that's just, you know, that just knocks me out. <laughs> So it's, it sounds so nice. it sounds like you're you're a fan of obviously the people that that come to you and and the people that are listening yeah. to you are massive fans of yours. I, I I'm one of them <laughs> and this is this is a very Aww. surreal fun moment to speak with you. <laughs> but what I guess what I want to know is are are you a fan of your own music within Outlander? Are you a fan of the score itself and if do, do you have a favorite scored moment from the show? Oh goodness. Um yes, I'm a big fan. I have the album in my car right now. Um <laughs> And Jonathan is a fan, <laughs> um, but she gets to play. I mean, she gets to go in the studio and like play with bagpipes and play with the hurdy gurdy and play with the accordion and stuff. Wow! And she there's we actually have video which probably won't be released anytime soon, but maybe I know it's um <laughs> they're let Jonathan score a scene from the show. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if she uh, absolutely got the gist of how to do that. Hmm. But um, it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, you can see on the screen, like there's, you know, Claire and Jamie and they're having a serious conversation. And then, you know, I, I was filming on my iPhone and I, I turned the camera and there's Sonatine looking at the screen and, you know, banging out notes on the piano. <laughs> she's, you know, she seems very interested. <laughs> she's very focused. Um, anyway, sorry, well, I got off on a tangent. What was I saying? Oh, you're asking me favorite moment. Um, cool. Um yeah, actually, there's this one cue that comes to mind, but I don't, I don't know the name of it. I, 
I did sing on it, but it, I didn't. It wasn't one of the ones with lyrics. Um, it wasn't. I, I was a fan of the way he scored the spanking scene. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I don't remember the name of this cue. I'm sorry. I wish I could be more specific with you. Oh, it's okay. You know, um, that's the thing. When you listen actually yeah. to an entire score, it just becomes one. It just becomes one yeah. piece. So yeah. I, I can 100% understand. Oftentimes I'll be saying, I'll just have to sing it to Blake. I'll be like, oh, you know this part? Or if I can remember what scene it was from, but <laughs> it, it's become its own thing as well. Are you planning on doing any of the singing for season two? It, or at least on screen, mm-hmm. would, that, would we be surprised with that? Oh God, that would be so awesome! Oh, <laughs> I'd love to just show up and sing. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Craig, <laughs> um, I would love to do that. I'll just put out the "Hey, Ron Moore, remember me?" <laughs> Let's do this. Um, so yeah, I uh, I intend to sing on season two. Um, <laughs> So uh, I, I can't really say anything about it, to be honest. No problem. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I've I've done some singing, but it, it's neat. It's like until it gets on screen, you don't really know what stays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, I've done an interesting thing, and hopefully that interesting thing will be on screen. <laughs> uh, and that's all I can say. My <laughs> um, love, do you have any other questions? No, that's it. Unless there is anything that you had burning within you that you wanted to make sure the Outlander fandom or, or as you said, the uh, the clan <laughs> would get to know <laughs> yeah, about you yeah. or the music. If there's anything else that you wanted to share. Um, I guess just another really big heartfelt thank you just for all the encouragement I've gotten um, and for all the, uh, just all, all the love I feel through the Internet. Um, and also in person, uh, when people have come out to, to see me live, um, it's just, it's just been so nice. It's just been so unexpected and so lovely. Um, and I think that's pretty much what I have to say. I'm I'm so looking forward to the next season because it's going to be super fun. Hmm. Um, and I look forward to singing lots and lots more for you and, um, and if you meet, if you see Ron Moore, tell him to tell him to put me in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Raya. Honestly, your your voice is a total extra another character. I wasn't joking. You should have that put in your IMDb. You know, it's it's that's it is it's very rare, as you were saying, that a vocalist is. Um, People, people really can pull out that person. Of course, you're throughout the score so frequently, but really people have just, just love you. And um, I haven't heard that so frequent about people being able to point out and wanting to support uh, one of the main vocalists from a show's score. So it has been an absolute treat to be able to talk with you. And I know that all of our listeners are really going to enjoy it because you are a huge character in this show, whether you know it or not. Oh, well, I, I really appreciate that. It's, it's an honor to be a part of it. I'm so excited that we were able to talk to her. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Especially, you know, I, we, of course she did this interview and now here we are just finishing things up and Rhea, honest to God, saved our sanity in so many yeah. ways and what a great dynamic she and Bear have. What a, what a cool thing to this music that we love so much and it's not right. just her, it's not just Bear, it's it's this unique, uh, a honest collaboration. Re- relationship in so many ways that they get to play out. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, I was actually, I was laughing because, you know, she was so honest about how her relationship with Bear worked uh, as it relates to their to the to their collaboration, uh, not only on the Outlander soundtrack but all the other stuff that they have done together. Uh, and I was uh, genuinely surprised to hear about how uh, Outlander fans have followed her uh, throughout her own separate career from Outlander in her own uh, personal endeavors with music. Uh, I'm really proud of the Outlander fandom for doing yes. that, by the way. And, and obviously, as you can tell, she was very thankful for that. I mean, she was very appreciative. Mm-hmm. She I, And she's just cool, man. She is. You know, she and Bear might be the coolest couple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, beside us, of course. Uh, they... They might be the coolest couple on the planet. Like I remember when we talked with Bear, I was I was like, wow, I was just genuinely surprised and impressed by how down to earth he was mm-hmm. and how gen- generous and uh, with his time he was. And Rhea 
is the same exact way, if not more. Yes. You know, I I, I kind of expected her to, you know, uh, just kind of give these vague answers uh, to us and, you know, answers that were kind of non-answers. You're but being she was, stereotypical about vocalists, aren't you? I, I was a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I am a little bit. But I am you know offended what? for all musicians <laughs> on but, your behalf. <laughs> but she, uh, she impressed me yeah. so much. And how generous she was with her time. I mean, we went way over <laughs> what what we had actually allotted uh, for Rhea. And uh, I, I just, I, I can't I can't believe how amazing she really is. Well, so here's one thing I want to do to uh, really help get the word out about Rhea. As she said, she was pumped and so thankful to the Outlander community. If you enjoy her music, she is actually really, really active on Facebook. And right now- And Twitter too. Yes, and Twitter. Right now on January 31st, she only has 999, uh, 996 likes on her really? Facebook page. Yes. Wow. So I implore you, Outlander cast community, go and like her Facebook page because you are going to see some fun stuff. She puts up videos. And if you just love her voice, mm-hmm. you're going to love to see her more and, and see the adventures that she goes through. And uh, as I said, she has lots of fun videos on there, too. I agree. So we- head on over. We challenge you, just like we <laughs> challenged you before. We challenge you now to go and get those numbers up. Just for Rhea, because she, honest to God, deserves it. If there's anybody else on this planet that is involved with Outlander, I think she deserves it most. I also want to announce one other thing, too, about this interview. You got to listen to it on the podcast, but there's one thing that you did not get to listen to, which is which are the 10 personal questions that we asked Rhea at the end of our interview. And those 10 personal questions, if you really like her and you really want to get to know more about her very personally, like... Uh, you know, her favorite songs, favorite kinds of music, uh, what she reads, stuff like that. You can find all of those questions on the Outlander Cast blog. So go to the outlandercast.com, hit the blog button, and you will be able to find the 10 personal questions with Rhea Yarbrough, as asked by myself and my beautiful wife sitting across the way from me. And you know what, you know what honey? What? I got to tell you, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited that Outlander's coming back, and I'm excited that we got a chance to talk to Rhea, and, I, and I'm excited about the fact that we listened to the Outlander sa- soundtrack and Rhea's voice- 30 times. 30 times for nearly- <laughs> You know what? Because we drove five hours today- We drove we, around Mount Washington. It was a beautiful soundtrack Hamp- to the White Mountain. In New Hampshire, Mountain. that's correct. Yes. So we, we drove five hours today. We drove four hours yesterday, so we listened to Rhea's voice for nearly 10 hours uh, because that's what we just did. So- I'm excited about this, and I'm ready to give <laughs> away something. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right, I'm ready to give away four Outlander Season 1, Volume 2 soundtracks. Oh, with the extended Skyboat song. That's correct. And, and if you get a chance, go to OutlanderCast.com, check out the blog, and you'll see actually a post that I wrote about to- the top 10 songs by Bear McCreary. And Rhea's voice is all over uh, my top 10 uh, for Bear McCreary's, uh, but uh, the extended version of the Skyboat song is, in fact, what I think the best song Bear McCreary has ever created. That includes all of his catalog, uh, from, ranging from B- BSG all the way to current day Outlander. Thank God that's the one Felicity likes. I know, thank God, right? We really, I mean, we love so many of their songs, but as you said, that is your favorite. And it's Felicity's. That's Thank right. goodness. I know. So I'm giving away, well, we are giving away four soundtracks and we want to give them away to you. So you will be able to find the giveaway site and what you need to do on the show notes of this episode out, out, at outlandercast.com. And I cannot wait to give it away. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait. So the more entries that we get, the happier we'll all be. And then we'll move we'll move forward with that. And a big, big note, um, if you are on Facebook, just head on over to our Facebook page, search Outlander Cast. Mm-hmm. And those of you who like us, and if you don't like us, head on over and find it because you can actually automatically enter just through the Facebook site itself. So if oh, you're wow. on your phone right now, you can be like, oh, I want to enter for that right now. So head, <laughs> head over to Facebook, Outlander Cast. The, uh, the giveaway will be also on there. That's right. My love, are you ready to close out this show? I am. Well, ladies and gents, as we close out this super fantastic Emmy Award winning episode <laughs> of Outlander Cast, 
I wanted to let you know that it was presented by Tag Your It Etsy Shop. From Outlander-inspired necklaces and rings to custom designs for birthdays or any occasion, really, every piece is created by Dawn, one letter at a time, and is, indeed, one of a kind. Please take the time to visit Dawn at www.tagyourit.biz, that is B-I-Z. Tell them Mary and Blake sent you, and use the coupon code OUTLANDERCAST15 for 15% off of your purchase. As always, tag your mama, tag your pet, tag your it, whatever it is. What, you laughing at me? Yeah. Why are you laughing at me for? Tag your pet. (laughs) (laughs) You're too much. Make fun of the way I talk. That's fine. No problem. That's all right. I love you. (sighs) Okay. So season two is coming. We're all getting really excited. There's tons of news coming out all the time. Brianna was just cast. We're so excited. (laughs) We want to chat with you. Join us in this conversation on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything that we do is under the brand OutlanderCast. And you know how we just talked about Facebook likes? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So we are up to 2,172. Mm -hmm. I challenge you guys. I want to take it to 2,500 for season two. That is a huge number. Hey, you know what? We can do it. We can do it, So we got to get like almost three and a half hundred, whatever, 300 likes by April. Please. We we can do that. We're going to be putting up more giveaways and you guys need to find out about it. And the only way you're going to really know is if you're on (laughs) Facebook. So please go on and do that. Well, if the social media isn't enough for you, you can always reach us on outlandercast at gmail.com. Head on over to our website, outlandercast.com, for all previous episodes, interviews, our blog. I mean, everything. Everything's there. And while you're there, there's a little button that says support. And there's what there's a few ways that you can help keep this podcast a free podcast. One of them is going to Patreon and donating a dollar or two per month. Or if you're not into the monthly commitment thing, you can give a one-time payment or donation via PayPal. And while the money is important, I'm not going to lie, it does help keep everything free for you guys. The most important thing that you can do to support OutlanderCast is tell tell a friend that we exist. Tell a friend that we're awesome and that we're here talking about Outlander and that the show Outlander exists. And if we are good enough and we provide a good enough value for you as it relates to your taking in consuming the show Outlander, we want people to know that we exist. So please, we all need the promotion. We all need it. It's it's fantastic. Please, let's do it. All right. Head on over to iTunes if you have iTunes or Stitcher if you have Stitcher and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Write some words down because not only does it help us, it helps out Outlander in general. We need to, as fans, help promote the show in any way, shape, or form as possible. So any kind of review sites like that, get on it. Get the social media buzz going. But leave a review for us if you can. Just search Outlander Cast in iTunes. Blake and I read them and it makes us happy. If you really happy. Con- if you want to consume more Outlander, if Outlander Cast is not enough for you, please go to the Outlander Cast blog. You actually heard me talk about it earlier. We have a ton of writers that are there writing these great articles about Outlander, what it takes, what goes into the show. Uh, all of our interviews are there. Even I have written a piece. Mary has written some pieces. The history of the Jacobites and the French. I mean, it just goes on and on. There's a ton of great content at the Outlander Cast blog. Just go to OutlanderCast.com and hit the little button in the top right-hand corner that says blog. Until next time, ladies and gents, I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast and the Skyboat Song. <laughs> this is the 40th time today. Over and over and over again. <laughs> it never ends. And you know what? If it's Rhea's voice, I'm happy. Yeah. We got we, you know, we should change this. We should, just, we should just put Rhea's voice on it completely all the time. <laughs> I then think she'll that, be talking and we'll be talking and there's just too much talking. Way too much needs talking. needs to be instrumental. Well, maybe we should just let her sing and we just do nothing. How's Except that? for the low string on this harp that keeps being out of tune. It always <laughs> makes me very upset. Man, we we can't close out a show. It's okay. We're delirious. We've been driving five hours today. It's all right. People will forgive us. Thanks, people. Uh, we, we appreciate you. We love you. Talk soon. Bye. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.